It's the High and Wide Podcast with Brad Carlson and Damon Perrant. Triple H, Big Show, The Rock says tonight, the only two things that you two candy asses should concern yourself with is this, is your roll, know it, your mouth, shut it, and if you do that, then The Rock, the great one, Darren Dam Tease, you will smell what The Rock is cooking. Rune carries in, rolling in front of the minute shot, Dejardin following the play, and he missed the short shot, there he is again, We are closing in on a hundred episodes with the High My Pod. Episode number ninety-three. We got Brad, Mike, Kev, Damon. Brad's gonna be jumping in in a, a few minutes. Um, hopefully, he's got the kids off playing hockey, so he's gotta get them home, tuck them into bed, get them ready for school in the morning. Uh, but uh, Mike, how's it going, buddy? Good. Had a fun, fun weekend of watching football. Oh, yes. We'll, we will yeah. get into that. This weekend's uh, football festivities were off the charts. Yeah, uh, good, were... Kev. How are you? How's it going, buddy? Not bad. How are you guys? Not bad. You're all uh, geeked good. up for what's coming up at, uh, this weekend, I guess. Eh? Same as Mike. Yeah, just all football right now. Football yeah. and Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah. You betcha. So I do like that it's on Saturday now for that. Well, it's, not that like I, I think it would probably most the football would mostly be over anyway, but it's still better to have it Saturday and Sunday now. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, it doesn't matter to you though; you're unemployed. Sorry, I, uh, well, you're in retirement. Yes, but <laughs> I don't know. I just like it. I don't want to have it all. Okay, that's fair. Um, we'll we'll talk a little ramble stuff before we get into uh, the content. Um, I know you guys have been following along in the group chat. My days have gotten so much better since uh, yesterday. We had the, the plumber come in and install our toilet and our sink upstairs. So we're at least semi-functional with our renovations. We're not quite finished, but uh, the toilet is good to go. And he installed my bidet. <laughs> Everything you hope for? Oh, my God. This is a fucking game changer. It's unbelievable. You guys laugh and you sit there, but Mike, go out and buy yourself a bidet. Oh, I, I guess. Like, I know you've experienced it. It is fucking great. Like I get off the toilet after giving it a good spritz and I'm sitting there going, man, I can't wait to take shit again. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking amazing. I love it. Do you, have you ever seen Tacoma FD? Uh, no, I know what you're talking yeah, yeah, it's like Super Trooper is like Mac and Marva on the show, and uh, there's there's an episode where um, 
Eddie Panisi, who is Mac from Super Troopers, he he's like super grumpy at Christmas time. And then at the end of it, he ends up getting a bidet and he installs it. And it it absolutely makes him not a Scrooge. Like it's basically the whole episode is he's a Scrooge. And as soon as he uses the bidet, his heart, in a good his heart yeah, his heart grows three times that day. <laughs> I could get I, you I could get the Southeast Asian bidet, which is a, a garden hose with a, with a nozzle. <laughs> that's that's what the bidets are there. <laughs> the best part about this thing is I've got heat and cold. So like I'm feeling a little chilly. Uh, let's warm it up a little bit. Nice hot summer day. Cool that shit down. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is great. Kev, get a bidet. I fucking tell you, you'll love it. You shake your head. No. Are you disgusted by this? I just I don't know. Let's just let's let's talk some sports. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Anti-bidet. Um, before we do that, no, it's not that anti-bidet. It's just I don't know. Just don't need to hear one of my best can... friends talking about just getting water sprayed up his ass for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yes, you do. That's you do. You're, you're missing out. This is information that the world needs to know. Um, <laughs> did you guys hear about this this situation with Joe Rogan and Spotify? Neil Young, Uncle Neil throwing it down with spotify <laughs> telling them that they've yeah. got they're either taking uh, his music off or they're getting rid of joe rogan they can't have both this because <laughs> a pretty easy decision for spotify to make there it is, it like, is. Uh, goodbye see you later neil young and neil young will miss his dollar 58 in royalties that he makes every month off spotify and and see that's <laughs> why be that. that's why he did it right because he's not going to lose money off of this like not not to the degree that anybody thinks it would be a serious thing but having him come out and do that is do you guys think this is going to be something that opens the door for other artists no. to maybe take a stand against that kind of misinformation no. that goes on artists that are making money off the of spotify aren't going to be concerned with sharing the airways with joe rogan you don't think so no when you when you're making a dollar 58 i mean i like neil young and everything he stands for but when you're making a dollar fifty-eight a month off royalties, it's really easy to make that stand when you're cashing in a five, six, six dollar, you know, a check a check with five or six zeros on it every deal now and then. Is Uncle Neil that. just that that angry man waving at the clouds? No, he's he's making this good stand. He's standing for what he thinks is right and all the power to him. But just a little different if you're saying Neil Young is going to pull his music versus <laughs> you know. Jay-Z or something like that, yeah. right? It's like, Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh, you get into a little... I think I'm fine with Neil Young, but there at some point you, you don't want to be like, oh, well, so-and-so is on the same platform and I think they're a dick, then I'm leaving. Like, if everyone does that... It'll be... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. all over the place. You know, yeah. It kind of falls <laughs> into all the, like, I know you guys aren't Aaron Rodgers fans, but it kind of falls into some of this Aaron Rodgers bull, like stuff with the Pat McAfee show that drives me nuts too, where it's just no, it's you're a little right. overboard sometimes. But here, okay, so here's the thing. We were kind of chatting about this, and we'll get into this in a little bit more substance later on. Like with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing on McCaffrey, like he he was also on Joe Rogan. Those are two big platforms for him to shit on vaccination. And like it's not even so much. That he's then Rogers necessarily, on, on, yeah, he on was on Rogan. Yeah, he was on Rogan. I think. Was he? Oh, I don't think so. I think he I just, don't think so. Does he yeah, just? Oh, is he just associating yeah, with like him and talking about? 
he's yeah. pretty much exclusive to Pat. Like he doesn't do other media. Like that's his. He gives Pat McAfee an hour every Tuesday on his show, and that's yeah. his. Yeah, it's his com- It's his safe place. <laughs> but Joe, I, I'm Joe not blaming Pat. No. Pat McCaffrey. I think Aaron Rodgers should go on a show where it's not a bended knee interviewer. Right. No, that's fair. And he should, actually, if he's you know a big fan, if he's this big advocate for uh, uh, health freedom or whatever the fuck he calls it. <laughs> 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 well, and see the thing with that too is like Joe. I, I'm. I guess I'm mixing up the fact that Joe Rogan was his personal physician when he had COVID. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. See, the difference between Joe Rogan and what Aaron Rodgers does is Joe Rogan is going out of his way, bringing people onto his show who are like trying to convince his listeners to yes do some of. Did this you uh, did you see the one episode where he brought Aaron on... Rodgers isn't doing that? On no, that I agree. Show. I agree. He is. He's being very honest with the treatment that he he gave himself for treating COVID. Yeah. As stupid as we think it is, that's. What he did, he gave himself ivermectin. He called Joe Rogan, Doctor Rogan, and got his advice, <laughs> so forth, so forth. But he's never come out and said, "I think everyone else should do the same thing." That's or fair. Things like that. He's always said the same thing that talk to your doctor, do what's right for you. I don't like, even so, think people are upset at Aaron Rodgers because of the way that he is handling his oh yeah his They're, health. No, no. Oh yeah, I think the, I think the big well, thing is the fact that he lied about it. <laughs> oh yeah. no, they're. They're ticked off about everything. It's like anything and everything. Aaron Rodgers is he's he's the villain now. Oh yeah, big time. Oh yeah, I I think you're right, Damon. Though they are way more mad at him for the lying about it. I I think if he if if he didn't get caught, yes, if he didn't get caught for lying, I don't think this would be as big a a thing as what it is. He's a scummy. He's a scummy little. And I'm a real hipster on this because I've been saying yeah. that for years. Not yeah, you have. The COVID thing. Mike's the original. <laughs> the original devil's advocate on this. And I, you guys are going to make me stick up for Aaron Rodgers more than I want to on this episode. I know that. <laughs> I knew that coming in already. But um, the players in the NBA who were up front about their vaccination status going in, they've been vilified too going in. And they were yes. honest and up front, right? Yes. So. I don't yeah. think Aaron Rodgers would have necessarily got a pass for if he would have been totally honest at the beginning. He made but, things worse by trying to tell his white lie that he tried to pass on everybody. But I don't disagree with that. How much shit did uh, how much shit did Carson Wentz get? How much shit did Kirk Cousins? Well, yeah, it was get? A double, I don't remember them giving standard. any at all. And they even Kyrie bad. Irving in the NBA, like he's just I don't want to take it. It's my choice. That's that yeah. was his stand. I think for the most people. People are like, whatever, man, do what you need to do. I think <laughs> everyone pissed. was, yeah, everyone yeah. knew that one was coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like the, the thing that they're pissed about with Kyrie is the Nets kind of, well, the Nets originally saying, okay, you can't play because we can't have a part time player. And then everybody got COVID. And they're like, well, fuck, we need Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> so play some part time games, I guess. And then, yeah. then it came down to, you know what? He can play home games. We'll just take, we'll just pay the fine. Which, yeah. Which makes sense as long as he's doing the things that he needs to do under the NBA's rules for COVID, like being in a bubble or you know, like masking up and doing all that kind of stuff. I I don't necessarily have a problem with him playing. His views are his views. You're not going to change him on that. Like this this is a guy that no, he, he's a guy that fucking con- thinks the Earth is flat. So like, that's what I was going to say. You're not going <laughs> to convince the flat Earth guy. <laughs> yeah. The vaccine's good. 
<laughs> but yeah, exactly. And so, but back to talking those two shows again, too. And the other thing I'll say, too, is like, I used to listen to Rogan. Like, it's hard pre right? COVID, he used to have a pretty decent show with yeah. some pretty interesting guests on there from, you know, sure. at, you know pretty regularly. Um, Pat's show, like, Pat's show, like, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that they talk about when they get into a lot of the COVID stuff or just some of the other stuff they talk about either, quite frankly. But to me, that show's always just been a bunch of dudes just talking sports. We're not yes. trying to be yes. serious. We're trying to, you know, push any agendas here. We're just trying to be a bunch of jackoffs, you know, talking football, you know. like Whereas Rogan, it's like, he presents that show as like, here, listen to my show and learn. And so that's <laughs> yeah. where I... I have a difference yeah. with the, you know, comparing these two shows to each other as well. well and then he, but yes. then he tries having it both ways and he'll be like, oh, I'm just some idiot comedian. But then, and, but then you're like, like you said, he will present yeah. a show like that. And it's, and like, I think you're, I think there has been some change in that guy since COVID. Like I never oh, absolutely. really like He's this. obsessed I, with it. I, I found him strangely naive in a lot of areas and yeah. I still do, but he was at least like willing if somebody would go on his show and like explain why he's totally incorrect on something. He would normally take that in and like, yeah. Okay. And, but like you were going to say, Damon, that guy that was just on his show about COVID that like straight up, like was proved no, him wrong. No, actually, this is the thing. This is the thing. And then he looks it up, sees that it's the thing. And then he still is trying to argue out of it. Like yeah, that's a change of somebody. So, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like I, like I, I could think back to, killing many days at work listening to podcasts of of joe rogan like when he would have uh neil degrasse tyson on there or right. like, yeah neil, elon musk was on there in that interview as much as everyone just laughs about them smoking up at the end of it like actually a very interesting interview for three hours um you know he would get into like some very interesting stuff with like navy seals like he'd have these crazy guys who they have done crazy things and tell their stories like Bill yeah, Burr episode was super interesting yeah, like, too, but yeah, he, COVID hit, and I don't yeah. know. It, he he did always a lot have, of people. Yeah, he would always have his crew of creepy weirdo conservatives that he'd have on the show, but yeah. he'd have a mix of all kinds of people. So yeah, right. Yeah. It, but that's the <laughs> and that's, that's like, why that's that's why the issue I have with like McAfee <laughs> show. It's like he's done a decent job of like bring it on opposite sides like to try to balance out Aaron Rodgers on the COVID thing like he's had like yeah. Charles Barkley who's very like Bro. outspoken about getting vaccinated and doing the right things and stuff like that but then it's like you listen to Aaron Rodgers speak and like you say what you want about Aaron Rodgers he's well spoken is one thing yep. you can say about him oh, and, yeah. then you, and then you go versus Charles Barkley who like sounds like he has like a sixth grade education and then it's like you know then you go versus Aaron Rodgers who's like you know, you know the guys like a health nut and into all the, those sort of things, and then like versus Charles Barkley, who like was caught cleaning his glasses this week on television by licking the lenses of the, the you know, just taking his, just licking his glasses. You know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like maybe you can find some better people to stick up for the Easy now. family. <laughs> Charles Barkley's a legend. <laughs> um. Let's let since Brad's not here, let's get into wrestling really quick. Rumble weekend, yeah. We got Rumble coming up, Kev. Take it away. Well, what do you want to know? If we got uh, 
What's what are we looking at for big surprises? Because I think, well, I think it's going like the Rumble's been different the last couple of years, right? Like you've got the men's Rumble, you've got the women's Rumble, um, and then you've got what two or three matches, like a championship match. They got four mat. They got four matches. And okay, two Rumbles this year. So kind of break it down on what we're gonna see. Okay, well, we'll throw the fodder, I guess, at you. The one, like the couple matches here. Uh, you got Edge and Beth Phoenix there versus Miz and, and Maurice. So <laughs> a couple, a couple husband and wife character things. And I'm, I'm sure this is one of those, uh, you know, just making Edge happy. You know, like he probably coming back out of retirement. Probably one of the things that he wanted to do at a certain point was have a match with his wife. So this is probably something that is more of a favor to Edge than anything else. So. And if I like know, his chances in that match, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you, you, you taking the over <laughs> on Beth Phoenix and the Edge yeah. winning in that match? Yeah, I mean, I Edge so. and Beth Phoenix when they got Beth all done up, kind of in like that brood kind of look that she's been coming out at. Like they're a pretty awesome looking couple, you know, pair out in that ring. So I don't yeah. mind seeing them together for a few, you know, a little bit. I wouldn't want this to be anything permanent, but it's you know, like I said, probably more of a favorite to Edge than anything else. Bring Gangrel to, to, to manage them. Yeah. Interesting little <laughs> side note. Uh, that match makes Beth and, and Maurice, this guy crazy. They're the first females who will have met each other in three different decades in WWE history. Are crazy. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. Because they would have caught themselves at the tail end of the, you know, tail end of the, you know, one decade in the middle and then at the beginning. So, yeah. Over a 16 year span or whatever. Yeah. They caught three decades and, that's nuts. Yeah, kind of a cool side note. Uh, women's title match from Raw. You got Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop, which I don't know, probably just a, kind of a throw together. Somebody who you know needs a chance to you know go 15 minutes on a bigger show, you know, scale to kind of up herself. So yeah. probably more to help Dewdrop than anything else in that one. Don't expect any title change there whatsoever. <laughs> no, agree. And then uh, then you get the two title match, men's titles matches, uh, Roman versus Seth, and then. Brock versus Lashley. Uh, one so, of these titles is changing hands. Before you get into that, is there no importance to side titles anymore? Do we have an intercontinental no. title? Like, is it just is disappeared? It, yeah, I mean, they exist, right but yeah. If if like it's what? a loaded show or whatever, that'll always there is there. What used a more shame! They're, they're, no, they're just used more for the television programming than they are major pay per views or or PLEs at this time. I'd I'd more consider like the raw title to be closer to what the intercontinental yes. title was. I was gonna say in like the, you, like the in the nineties and eighties than anything. Like, and see that and that's that like I'm old school in that thinking then because I, I absolutely think it's weird and dumb that they have two heavyweight championships just because they have two shows. I know they're doing the whole brand split. And all that kind of stuff, but you're one, you're one company. Do like have your heavyweight championship, have your secondary title run, and then like build, like make the secondary title mean something again, yeah. whether it's the Intercontinental or the U.S. title. Well, there it's was one of those things that was probably more important to them back when they had when they were running heavy health show schedules. Now that they're not, it's become less important to them. But, but I guess so. We'll see. I can see a day where they get back to one, but I don't that's think it'll come bad. anytime soon. Well, they were talking about there's rumors of that's what they were looking at for WrestleMania. I think they backed off on those. Rumors. Yeah, I haven't. 
but I haven't heard much solid on that in quite a while at this point. I think they've whatever whispers there were that have long gone away at this point. I think. So how do you think they set it up? Well, do you think wins these then? I think Brock is pro- Roman probably keeps his, and Brock probably loses his. It's kind of at this point the way it just. Uh, a, a the way they booked Lashley, like he's kind of WWE's booking the guy. You know, he's kind of looked weak in the lead up to this fight. So usually, that's usually a sign that the guy that's looked weak into the build up will come out on top at the end. So yeah, uh, the limited WWE I that believe, I've watched, uh, Brock has been amazing. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be some sort of Paul Heyman screws Brock and never was. You know, had never left Roman's side all all along. He was always with them. They they kind of staged the whole year fired and that kind of thing. Will probably be what happens. I'm thinking. So uh, if they lead with, if they lead with that match, which I think is probably what they'll do, they'll probably lead with that match. Then I fully expect Brock is going to enter himself in the Rumble. That's yeah. That's and then you have Brock thinking. win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can have Roman drop the title to like right now because it's been what 500 days. I, I think the way that this range has been going and how it's been set up, I don't think you want to waste his loss on on no. on some weird machination they could. to make sure that you they get Brock and him now. wrestling at WrestleMania. I think they could now because they just surpassed that one. Uh, that one long one of Hogan's. So now right. it's like for them, like to put Roman in like next on the list of like longest reigns. I think he has to go for a few years. Like it gets into that stupid range now, yeah. I think. So, but I know nobody, nobody cares I about that, but I would, I agree. With you. I wouldn't take the belt off of Roman until. Yeah. I think the person, media. and I think you want to use that victory over Roman on, and on like, uh, on a broad, Broad, yeah, and right? then the other, or on and then the other person that you're building, like not us, yeah. Seth Rollins is over. That's not needed. Yeah, and the other reason I lean that way too is uh, they got Elimination Chamber coming up next, and if you just kind of look at the two rosters, Raw has like a full roster of men that can go into the chamber and like make an exciting right. match for yeah. that shot at Lashley, where SmackDown doesn't really have that like six guys that would make a you know, really exciting chamber match in my mind. So, yeah. Huh. And then that leads into the women's two rumble, rumble matches. Or yeah. like so, it- uh, my guess is they're going to order this probably. They'll start with Brock and Lashley and then probably go right into that women's rumble match. It'll be the second match of the night, probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's probably how they'll book it. They're, they got 21 talents right now in there. So, Rhea Ripley, Nikki, Dana, Carmella, yeah. Lena, Tamina, Bianca, Liv Morgan, Shanti, Natalia, Leah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte. Uh, and then they brought in from the outside Nikki and Be- uh, Brie Bella, Summer Rae, Mickey James, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, and Lita. So nine spots open still. Uh, rumored names or possibilities that are out there. Paige, for sure, is a lot of talk about her right now. Uh, Bailey, she's coming off injury. Oscar coming off injury. Uh, from NXT, probably you'll see uh, Raquel Gonzalez and maybe Dakota Kai. Uh, 
And then the big one that's been kind of bounced around and talked about heavy the last 24 hours is Ronda Rousey's coming back. Yeah, I've heard that too. I like her so, chances. So if she, <laughs> com- if she comes back, then that kind of changes everything I would expect. Well, Women's Rumble over right now, I'll just final four right now I have marked down is Charlotte, Oscar, Rhea Ripley, and or, or uh, not so Rhea Ripley, Ronda Rousey, and then Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Yeah. Yeah. That's my final four right now with, with Ronda winning it. That would set up. Well, they, Rumor is they've got Lita on the books till after I've, Mania. Like they're, I've heard that so too. Lita going for one more run. If they'll go Lita versus Charlotte at Mania, then you could go Becky versus Ronda. And that's your night one main event for Mania. And then you have night two with Roman and uh, Brock as wow. your main event. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there, there's not a lot of other logical choices to win on the women's side, to be honest. Maybe like Bailey or something. She comes back, but. Well, honestly, I think if if it wasn't for the fact that Rousey's coming in, I think the women's one is you could draw like six or seven possible logic yeah. ones. Like if if I remove Ronda Rousey from the equation, Charlotte could win it and pick her champion. That would be logical. Oscar could, Bianca <laughs> Belair could win it, Rhea Ripley could win it, Lita could win it if they wanted to do that versus Charlotte's story. Uh, see a five or six probably, which is more than you'd have on the men's side, I think, this year. Yeah, which is crazy. But how much the... how much is that due to injury, due to um I guess contracts coming up and just being in a kind of like a, a weird void with that? Like with the women's side, you mean or the men's uh, side? in the men's side, just because it is so limited to who you're gonna have as your champion. Because what is it what is it for the men right now? It's Brock. It's well, if you're going to go, Rock, not even, if, if you go on Brock Roman is the other one, you're looking for your opponent for Lashley. So you're looking yeah, for yeah. you're looking for that semi face kind of you know who's going to face Lashley. So I think I think that's going to happen. I'm almost convinced that Brock, if, even if it goes the other way, like even let's say there's that 10 percent chance that Roman drops the belt, yeah. then then Roman's going in the Rumble and winning the Rumble and. Yeah, coming I, out on that other yeah. side. One of those yeah. two guys loses their belt, enters the Rumble, wins. That's the storyline. Yeah. For sure. I don't uh, I don't know. You run through the name the names, but it's just a pretty obvious list. Uh they got Johnny Knoxville coming in this year to do a little PR for his new jackass <laughs> movie. So <laughs> that's funny. That releases yeah, next give week. It some moments. Rumble's always a good spot to throw a celebrity like that in. You know, you think back to the Pete Rose days or Drew Carey, like they've had some They've had some, you know, actually kind of memorable moments using celebrities kind of in those stupid moments in the Rumble. So it'd make more sense it. to have uh, uh, Steve-O come in and get fucking powerbombed out of the ring. <laughs> so uh, rumored names kind of surprises right now. You have some NXT guys like Chompa, Ellie Knight, Roddy Strong, Pete Dunn, who could very well, you know, fill a spot because they're only at 22 men. Um Couple other uh, guys who have impact contracts. Chief Slater right now could be an interesting guy uh-huh. since you know they brought Mickey James back from Impact. He could be a guy that you know here's a spot. Uh, Matt Cardona, that would be a really, really? good one. The guys, he's about as hot as there is on the Indies right now, and it would just it would fit everything that he does, kind of selling himself. Yeah, to, like, big time. Being that like prick and like 
kind of, I still love my, you know, I still love everything about WWE kind of how he, you know, plays the crowd. It would kind of fit him. So I could, if there's one guy I could see off the kind of like that indie guy who's been released, uh, him possibly the other guy, uh, Bray Wyatt sitting out there doing, yeah. hasn't showing up anywhere. Wouldn't yeah, totally I, shock me if all of a sudden that happened. Has he got a clause to not show up right now or what? No, is he, just, is he frozen or is just, he free agent? Just free agent. He's just been really last I heard he's just been making some like on set doing horror movies and stuff like that, like production wise. <laughs> like so that is up his alley. Yeah. And I mean, there's no saying, you know, like why not? If you're Bray Wyatt's in WD, he comes and says, Hey, just want you for the rumble, here's twenty grand or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever a rumble appearance is worth to a guy like that, you know. That one I don't know about because I think there's some there's some tension there because I, I don't I think WWE was really pissed at him because that guy moved a lot of merchandise to be like they didn't let him go because uh, of budget <laughs> whatever the fucking bullshit it could also, like there's one of those ones the like where it turns into you know like Nick Khan never really seen Bray Wyatt right like he kind of just maybe made whatever assumptions knew whatever he did. Bray Wyatt comes out of the rumble, gets a huge reception, all of a sudden fans are going nuts, and all of a sudden Bray Wyatt gets another run. Like it could, you know, yeah. that kind of possibility could happen. Uh, I wouldn't count on it, but it's an interesting name that's kind of out there that's done nothing since his release. And I don't know. I think I think some of these, you know, some of the talks is a little more, you know, hard feelings on is you know, you hear it early, but you know, like Mickey James, you know, let a couple months pass and you know, like things aren't quite so bad anymore. So right. we'll see. Um uh, Corey Graves is another interesting one. He got cleared to wrestle, so wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden Corey Graves can pop a note from behind the announce desk and got himself back into the ring. Did the Booker T? Yep, wouldn't shock me. So yeah. uh, the King did that too, I think. Uh, I think the King Booker T JBL's done it. Like I did, yeah. it's been done. Uh, JR may have even got out that one year because I think the one year all three of them did it. I think it was like oh really? J- oh yeah. It might have been like JR. I think you're Cole right. And, yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre, I'm not quite sure. They, they've been very hush hush on that guy's injury. So, like, oh, yeah, wouldn't be shocked. Think, Paul said it was like a quick return. Like, I think he's injured because I think he'd be, I think it would have been him and Roman right now. If you, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's why Seth is but, Yeah, but not sure there. Uh, and then the other big one that they could bring in, uh, Braun Breaker, their NXT champ. He's been making a lot of noise right now. Uh, very real possibility he comes in and they let him go on nice run and toss with 10 guys over the top rope or something like that. Yeah, I hope they do that. I think that'd be a yeah. good And then as far as uh, I'll throw my final four at you guys there, uh, I'm going to assume Brock's entering. So Brock, uh, Big E, Orton, yeah. and then the guy I think that's going to make all the headlines almost outside of Brock is Austin Theory. Yeah. And I think he's going to be in the final four. He's going to be. He might you be a guy that I think I could see him being like a one two start and like being there in the final four kind of deal. Yeah, if you're getting the weekly Vince McMahon segment, you're oh, they probably got and, some plan for you. And if you've never seen Austin Theory, <laughs> you don't know anything about him, go watch that match with AJ Styles last night. From like, yeah, you were saying probably the best match on Raw in the past couple of years. Like, yeah. absolutely phenomenal what those two guys did last night. I mean, it is AJ Styles. He's the it's, phenomenal one. Well, I won't, I won't discredit Austin Theory, man. That guy is so blue chip. Like, there's, a, there's a reason that there's like the John Cena comparisons are out there with him. Like, it's just 
he's he's can't miss. Like if there's two guys WWE have right now that are they, they bank on, it's Austin Theory and it's uh Braun Breaker. Ooh. Those are their two big, you know, five years from now kind kind of thing. I hope so. I like everything about Braun Breaker. Yeah, name doesn't even bug me. Yeah, not as much. At this point. I'd much rather be a Steiner thing. He's Braun. And the thing is, there's no guarantee that he stays Braun Baker. He may be Braun. He may be be Braun Baker while he's in NXT, and they're just saving the Steiner until he gets to the main roster. I'm still not totally convinced that he'll stick with Baker as well. I hope so. But, yeah, that's the Rumble coming up. All right. That's happening this weekend, so... Check it out. It's gonna be good times. You can you can message with Kev on social media. He'll be all over that Absolutely. big time. Big Brad Carlson joins us. Brad, how's hockey tonight, buddy? Boys, Brad. hockey was uh, dog shit. But thanks oh, for asking. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the uh, boys didn't play too well. Lost uh, six three. I think it was. So they're they're well accustomed to losing so far. I think they only have two wins on the year. So. You know what? Not a not a fun season at all. <laughs> as long as the coaches make it semi fun for the kids, and it's not such a like a bag skate the kids after losses, then it's I COVID. With that team, what's that? So I weaseled my way into the bench on that team. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> so yeah, what's yeah, what's yeah. the coaching situation look like for them with you? Uh, we have one coach who has been away for a few weeks now. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah. So I kind of stepped in there and, uh, he's supposed to be back later on this week. So I think I'll, I'll continue on as long as they, they want an extra hand on the bench and on the, on the ice with practice and everything. So do you rule with an iron fist? Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, Good, uh, good. Good. Like a drill, drill sergeant out there. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, right. If anybody's gonna make it yeah. fun on that team, it'll be you. Yeah, so it's well, you, you gotta. Yeah, having fun is first and foremost for sure. But teach when you have a whole bunch of individuals that don't play like a team, Ooh. like uh, in a setting type thing, it makes it tough. Yeah, for sure. Back to novice level hockey, where we have to teach them how to pass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good times. There you go. But yeah, just got back from that a little while ago. So well. So yeah, good luck I heard for the rest of the uh, season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just have a meeting with their parents. <laughs> just have a meeting with their parents and tell them all the base their allowance off of their goals and assists. <laughs> <laughs> like my parents did. Two for the assist, one for the goal. They'll be passing like crazy in no time. Well, that's the thing. We got them passing now, so that's good. And <laughs> So they play U15, which is Bantam. At the B level, there's no contact. But the refs let everything go. <sighs> so we're and, the least penalized team in the league. But you're also and, the most beat up team in the league. Uh, yeah, we, we draw a lot of penalties for sure. But the problem is the other team parks themselves right in front of our net with no consequences. <laughs> like, you gotta clear out that traffic make it unenjoyable to to set up shop in front of that yeah you know like get a gauge for what the referees allow you know walk that line and you know get physical because they don't call a lot so that's too bad for the kids 
Yeah, it it sucks, but whatever. You can't win every game. Right. Show the show them some Dino Cicerelli footage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get your goalie getting in there with the with the two hand chops and the knees. The Ron yeah. Hextall, yeah, absolutely. You clear out that front of the net real quick. Oh yeah. Brad, you missed uh, my my bidet talk. Oh poor Brad. Was that a shady conversation or what? It's oh. game changer, Brad. <laughs> it is a imagine. game changer. I'm, I'm never gonna have to. I'm never gonna have I'm, shit streaks in my pants ever again. I'm gonna drive 600 kilometers. <laughs> go take the shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I invite you. <laughs> I feared this was gonna happen. Come over we to the day talk, and then Brad. Oh yeah. It's half hour later, we have to have this talk. I have more bidet talk. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I no, love we got it. we got lots to get into, so let's get right into it. Um, let's jump into baseball. Big news today: Cooperstown Hall of Fame bull shit. I didn't hear the results of because Big Poppy is in the Hall of Fame. Seventy-seven percent. He was the only player. To be inducted, to make that, what is it, 70, 75% of the vote? Yeah, yeah. He was the only player, only player to get it. Bonds got 66. Uh, what Clemens old was 65. Clemens? And I don't know what, um, what's his face got. Chilling. Yeah, I don't, Chilling I don't know what next to nothing. He has like zero respect from anybody in baseball. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he really he's a dirtbag. Like, like, like who? Who votes? Is it the Baseball Writers Association? Baseball Writers Association. Yeah. It's just fucking mind-boggling to me. Ugh. We we were kind of having at it, me and Kit. Not not so much having at it. Like we were kind we were discussing about how just stupid this fucking is. Like Kev's point of view is Bonds, Clemens, and Chilling, shitty human beings. Right? Like they're assholes. Big Poppy is fucking likable. So he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, are, like the writers, are you serious? That's I how you're going to, like, that's how you're going to dictate this. So putting the, you know, the quality of human being they are, I think Bonds and Clemens and uh, Schilling's. Schilling, were, Schilling is bad. Like, Chilling's a complete yeah. is Chilling's an absolute waste. Like that guy, yeah, he's is, like yeah. he's a shit. He's oh, yeah. over the top, like totally, like lost his mind, like crazy. Correct. Bonds and Bonds Clemens Bonds have just Clemens been very just assholes. outspoken assholes it, about the game of baseball on their on, after very, they've been very out. arrogant. And even yeah. and even Bonds while he was in the game. So I think for that's sure. what they pay the price for. Like I just lay out. Yeah, so, go, go, no, go, it can't go. be it's big poppy. Big Poppy was suspended for steroids. Yeah. So, Bonds was. Yeah. Poppy was. Bonds' numbers are better than Ortiz's. So, you tell me what's the two no, no, hold on. athletes. Hold on. Barry Bonds was never suspended in Major League Baseball history for steroid use. Well. It's. Whatever. There, he was never we know, convicted we of know anything. Took, it doesn't you're, matter. You're, it, you're gonna I, say, I, you're I know gonna what you mean, Cal. Yeah. to say Barry Bonds didn't do steroids. David. I know that. I know, no, no, no. Obviously, Barry Bonds did steroids, but well, there, that, there's nothing. What, yeah, but you're. It's an assumption, right? What, what Dave is saying, 
this baseball he, sports he, writers he, association is uh uh convicting him basically <laughs> of steroids using steroids which he was never never caught for doing until was it maybe after the fact he, there was, he a, never was. Was. There, was, there was a player who after the fact well didn't bonds admitted in his book I don't know. I, I, I think that's how it came everyone out. knows it. maybe yeah. like it's like to sit there and go Barry Bonds didn't use steroids. That's silly. Of course he did. But Big Poppy was suspended for steroids in baseball. And yeah, he's in so the Hall of A Rod is he eligible? Uh, I think he does still have some eligibility, but he's probably not going to get in. No, because he was suspended for PEDs for a little longer yes. as well. Yes, he was. But so a year. So, a year, yeah, yeah. So what's what's the deal? Why why does Big Poppy get in? Because he's likable. I know, I know. That's that, the dumbest. That's stup- the, it is. He himself. He made himself the media darling instead of fighting the game. He played the game, so he's able to. So he's his. He built up that credibility with the people who are going to vote him in. It's like he played a game of Big Brother and he's playing the jury with the with the writers. It's just the silliest thing I've ever heard. You know what? They lost all their credibility by not putting the all-time hits leader in. Yes, they lost their credibility a long time ago. Yeah, I was just no, absolutely. Like, how do you not have? Yeah, the guy who has the most hits in the major league history of baseball. He has what (laughs) five five thousand hits. He's over four for sure. Well over four. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's silly. Not it's in the Hall silly. of Fame. Stupid. The all t- the all time home run king. Not yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. One of the best pitchers of all time. The two, arguably the two best people to stand at a plate of all time yeah. in baseball yeah. are not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. whole point of the Hall of Fame is the history of baseball. And if like Kev, my big argument with with not with you, but in general, when you're saying that like Bonds and Clemens and chilling their assholes, dude, there are some real pieces of shit already inducted into the Hall of Fame. Ty Cobb yeah. was a horrible human being. Yeah, but Ty Cobb, I'm, I'm sure what was Ty Cobb an asshole to the game of baseball? That's the that's that's I don't that's think, how I'm, I don't, that's I don't how think I'm Barry Bonds was it, an it, asshole to the oh, game. Oh, he was of very outspoken. He was very outspoken about the whole steroid scandal and how he saved the game in baseball. Okay. Kind of threw him under the bus. Like they, they absolutely did, though. But but that's my point. That's all I'm saying. He like very outspoken in the game at the time. That's why Bud, it hurts him. Okay, Ty Bud Cobb, Ty Cobb may have been an asshole, but Ty Cobb was an asshole to people outside of the game and his teammates and stuff like other things, right? Like I mean, he wasn't I being an asshole to the game of baseball. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, like that's kind of my I, argument. I think if you're a piece of it's, shit, I, I hate and a known one wrestling into anything, but it's like it's like those wrestlers who sued who sued WWE. It's like that's why they don't get in all of fame, right? It's like there's yeah. you know. You kind of piss the boss off, or you piss off the people who are voting you in, or the the game. Yeah, but and... but that's different though, because the yes. the WWE Hall of Fame is the WWE Hall of Fame, right? Like people that are in WCW for the most part, right? Like your your gigantic stars, like Sting, would be the only one that I can think of in the Hall of Fame that probably shouldn't be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Let's become more than that. Like they've got guys from all over oh, yeah. from different promotions who never set foot in a WWE ring. A few, but all... few and far between, no. And it's totally well, different. Maybe more it's... than you. So yeah, maybe more than you. Uh, than you'd be. Than you. Uh, you think off the top of your head. Yeah, and maybe. and the W 
WWE Hall of Fame is decided at the end of the day by one. WWE Hall of Fame is nothing but another wrestling show that they put on for the fact. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. And and it's decided by one one crazy person instead of a bunch of people that did know better. (laughs) The fact that Pete Rose is in the WWE Hall of Fame says everything that you need to know about the WWE Hall of Fame. All my points I was trying to get to there is, I guess, there's just certain certain, lines, I guess, that you can't cross. Like, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I, I would just think that that larger group of sports writers or baseball writers would be a little more growing up than this. But yeah, 100%. I guess they're like, you know, butthurt like pitchers. Are. You've got, Since you've got the criteria for to be in the Hall of Fame, whether or not you walk old ladies across the street safely. Well, hilariously, <laughs> turn into. There, yeah. there is a clause for the Baseball Hall of Fame that talks about character. Which is a joke. Yeah. Agreed. Bud Selig is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Bud Selig, during the steroid era, had his head in the sand. And completely ignored the steroid era because it saved baseball. And Mm. then when it came time, baseball was secure. They fucked all of the steroid users that saved baseball. Sammy Sosa. Mark McGuire, who is doing his due diligence to get into the, I guess, sidebar Hall of Fame by doing everything that he can to rehab his image. Jose Canseco, all of these guys that single-handedly saved the game of baseball by hitting hundreds and hundreds of home runs because they were juiced out of their minds, got thrown under the bus Yeah, by Major League Baseball. So isn't that pissing on the game? See, and and the whole character thing, unless if you're a player like Jackie Robinson who broke the color barrier or did something outstanding and something a little more than uh, being personable to the fans, like uh, Big Poppy, like unless if you did something like that. How many of these baseball players cheated on their wives? (laughs) Exactly. Like, was it uh, Willie O'Ree with Boston just got his jersey retired? Yeah. Yeah, and was he the first one to break the color barrier in the NHL? Yes. Yeah, so I get that. And that, that took uh, – but that took forever it took to happen. a long time, for sure. Like, he should have been sure. – like, if you're going to honor black players in the NHL, that shit should have happened years ago. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. But, the, but yeah, to, it's a complete joke that your all-time hits leader – and your all-time home run leader, both are not going to be in the Hall of Fame. And you're yeah. celebrating David Ortiz. Like, <laughs> I, I like David Ortiz. He was a good player, won three championships. But well, I agree. Hall of Famer. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer when Barry Bonds isn't? Come yeah. on. Like, yeah, come on. If he's a first like, ballot. Zero credibility. It, it's yeah, insanity it's like to me. second or third. But, like, yeah. Go and look yeah. at Barry Bonds' stats. His stats are Wayne Gretzky-like in their absurdity. That's that's one thing, though. Like People are yeah. kind of doing that when you kind of, like, you weren't doing it, but people are kind of throwing that out. Like, Ortiz gets in, Bonds doesn't. And it's like, 
people shouldn't be discrediting David Ortiz and his what he did in I, his career because he but David David Ortiz career. doesn't make it into the Hall of Fame this year. But you don't if those don't guys discre- are taken legitimately. You don't discredit David Ortiz's I agree. career because Ray Bonds didn't get in this year. I think that's pushing by people that are doing that already. Okay, I would agree with that, but there's no way that it's not, David it's not, Ortiz it's not, is a it's first not, ballot Hall of Famer. No, but it's not David Ortiz's fault that he falls on the no, his, no, he's falls not. on You're the right. ballot the same year as Barry Bonds either. That's that. I don't know why people are holding that against him. That's stupid in my book. I don't think well, they're holding it against David Ortiz. I think oh, they're yeah. holding against oh, the yeah. writers. I think it's against the writers. Like I, I do, is David Ortiz a Hall of Famer? <coughs> sure. Why not? I, I think he is. He's had over 500 home runs in his career, right? Three World oh, yeah. Series champions. Yeah, oh, he's, like, a he's a Hall of Famer like, for sure. Yeah. But like, what about like Mark McGuire? He's probably not going to be you know, getting into the Hall of Fame anytime soon. He was right up there in the steroid scandal. Oh, Rafael Palmero had 560 some home runs, and I believe he had 3,000 hits as well. Rafi Palmero lied to a to a judge, though, <laughs> like straight up. Lied. Uh, was, uh, I, it was insane. I never took steroids. Two but the, later, point is, <laughs> the, yeah. the point is, he's one of like, like him or not, he has a very vanillish name, but yeah. he has some of the greatest stats of all time. Yep. Yeah. And like another guy I think of right now is Albert Pujols. Yes. Don't tell me that he wasn't juicing all the way through his career. Uh, he probably the length got of caught. his career is based off of the amount of juice that he took because he wouldn't have lasted that long in baseball. You know, and the fact that. He's such a downward spiral at the end, too. Yes. Like his shot. But he's going to probably get into the Hall of Fame. He's a likable, uh, oh, yeah. likable player. Like he, and so he should be. But to say that Bonds isn't a Hall of Famer is a joke. Right. Yeah. He's easily the best player ever. I don't think it's close. Like no, Barry Bonds? It's very close at all. Yeah. And like, it's it, not. He won seven it, MVPs. <laughs> Like it was, he, it was just like what he did at the plate he, in those yeah. like, especially well, that when like, we come back full circle on this. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, Kevin. So when we come back full circle on this, we basically what they're not in because they're assholes against the game of baseball. Basically, what we've concluded because like what other explanation is there? I don't even think they were. Again, I don't think they were. Assholes writers against, are idiots. Yeah, I don't. Well, think writers are absolutely idiots. Not, they hold yeah. things like that. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like. Yeah. It's just insane. I guess, yeah. I like I uh, like to think it's just crazy to me. Like I don't know. Um, another kind of interesting take in baseball. Um, Tampa and Montreal were supposed to do a split this season. That's not happening. Baseball is like, nope, we don't want that. Um, no real reason was given. <laughs> so, no Montreal. Rays Expos in Montreal this year, and it looks like that whole situation is dead. I think that was just everything to do with the complexities with everything that's going on in the world today and having a team that would be playing in two different countries. I would agree. But plain and simple as that, I think, ended that kind of It could be. It could be, but uh, Montreal is disappointed that it's not going to happen. Stephen Bronfen, who was trying to bring the team back and, and somehow finagle their way back into major league baseball. They're upset. Florida owner or not Florida Tampa owner. They're like, this was our way of being viable and, and making money because 
a full season in Tampa is we're going to lose money yeah. like crazy because there's no fans. So I don't know, maybe COVID did something funny to the Florida fans and they'll, they'll come out in droves this year. Who knows? <laughs> if there's a season, if there's a season. <laughs> Which Maybe I guess is something we haven't really talked about either. The fact that we've got a lockout going on right now. Oh, they're, they're like 24 yeah. hours away from being to resolving it. They've, they are talking, eh? Oh, they're close. Yeah, it's not as serious. No, they won't be. They won't be in, they, they won't be in this much longer. They're talking like final kind of negotiation points right now. Whose dicks are bigger, the owners or the players? I don't know. <laughs> I could care less paying attention to it. <laughs> all right millionaires uh, fighting with millionaires, millionaires fighting with millionaires stuff. like geez i could care less yeah. <laughs> we it's unreal the amount of lockouts and, and ownership slash players fights that we've lived through in our time like yeah it's just silly <laughs> and we're, the uh, owners the owners do better off every deal oh yeah for sure yes. <laughs> oh, yeah even when the players win the owners are still winning head over fist Right. Yeah. The players come away and they're like, yeah, we got all these things. And the owners are like, yeah, I still yeah. take in all of the money. <laughs> right. And don't have to do much. <laughs> I don't have to put my body on the line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, NFL this weekend. Boys. Four games. We had three upsets. And quite possibly the game of all time. With yeah, the uh, with the Bills and the yeah. Chiefs, we are going to talk about that OT rule. I I saw an interesting video. Stephen A. Smith was talking about changing up the rule because, in my opinion, I think in I think everybody across the board here, it's stupid, right? Yeah, first play up. I'd be fine with them keeping it for regular season. I agree. How do you not give both teams a chance to touch the ball on offense in overtime in the playoffs? Now, the number one thing I've heard, well, you got to stop. You got to stop them. Defense, like you, you have to stop them. Okay. So in the playoffs, I, I, I saw a stat in the regular season, it's like 52% um, teams that win the coin toss win. In the playoffs, it's nine out of 10 teams that win the coin toss win. Wow. Nine and one with the coin toss in the playoffs in the playoffs. So that's significant. Um, well, it's because your defenses play harder, play much harder in the when yes. you get to that point of the season. Like yes, you're right. There is the Bills were game, gassed. The, the Chiefs were gassed too. It yes, didn't matter what who, whoever won that coin toss won the game. It did, yep. That's why the Chiefs celebrated the way they did, because they knew that they were gonna be marching to absolutely they just marched Buffalo and I see one. Someone broke it down in that mid last minute 58. The Buffalo defense put 170 yards on the feet. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's a lot of big men moving a lot of yardage and a lot of time there. So, like, yeah, yeah. no chance. If, like, if you were watching that game and you didn't think Buffalo was going to score, too, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Because Gabe Davis, <laughs> Gabe Davis, who was the premier wide receiver in the NFL, yeah. had 200 touchdown yards. receptions and and well, he was 
couldn't have been possibly more open on each one. He was oh like, my that goodness. That is an entirely different conversation like, on how right. he was able to score four touchdowns in that game. Like That, that was, fourth touchdown that I he guess, hauled I guess in, that, I could I, not I, believe I, how open I he was. I get that Stefan Diggs is a good wide receiver and, and does, like, yeah. he deserves a lot of attention on the field. Absolutely. But at, some was, you, at some point, you might want to pull the third man off of Diggs and they go give some attention to Diggs because <laughs> he is absolutely <laughs> scorching you, like. It was unreal. Yeah, he always takes a, a Christmas card for sure. But <laughs> State dinner. Oh I would goodness. guess like hundred percent of the people who cashed out on their DFSs this weekend had Davis in their lineups. Probably like that was like if you didn't have him, you were you were probably pretty close to Pooch Day. I had a wild one because I had I took Aaron Jones like seventy five percent of my lineups had Aaron Jones, who did the best out of anyone on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm yeah. still going in, but I had like 10% Gabe Davis and 75% Diggs out of like a hundred lineups. And I yeah. made end up making 200 bucks. If, if Diggs did what Gabe Davis, oh, did, I, I might still be like face down in the ditch somewhere <laughs> from the celebration. I would have made a shitload of money. Back to the whole OT thing. Yeah. I think the NFL needs to pick up what the CFL and U.S. college football does. That it, is the perfect overtime system. It's well, the fairest, I, I will say. The, it the is. Thing, it, the it's thing, fair. Like, the argument that I've heard from gimmicky. some people, like Saturday, what's his face? Um, Jeff Saturday on ESPN was talking about how, like, like, it doesn't matter. Whatever scenario you have, a team will always have an advantage. I'm like, okay. But at the same time, it's football giving one team like what do they start on like the opponent's 35 yard line yes and they have to score like if you score a touchdown you win otherwise field goal the other team can match or they score a touchdown why wouldn't you give both teams a chance if you're doing it from like if the idea is it's going to take up too much time and that's why they start on the 35 not further back so you don't get you know, situations where it's like, okay, like three and out or. Yeah. And then you get, Je- and then you get uh Keyshawn Johnson sitting there saying, well, if, if you, if you do that, players are playing more and I don't want to play more. I'm like, really? Because from everything that I've seen, um, Josh Allen was like crying to get back out on the field. Yeah. That team needed to be a back out on that field. They didn't look like the guys. The argument didn't want to of Keyshawn's is an argument is a regular season argument where the players yes. don't want to play an extra quarter. That's yes. not a playoff argument. Yeah, an extra That's regular season. Yeah. So the, the, to me, the, the the simplest fix, the easiest fix, is you leave everything the way they are for the regular season, and in the playoffs, every each team gets to touch the ball at least once. Yes. You just add. You just add that guy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Kansas City I don't gets think the any ball. player Kansas is Buffalo go, gets no, the ball back and they've got to answer with the touchdown. If you want to make sure that the games end, you make it so that teams have to go for two point conversions and it probably ends in yes. the first two. But I, I don't know. I, I find the 35 thing a little gimmicky. I I agree it's totally fair and it does give you that a clean out, uh, out of, you know, clean uh, finish to the game. But I don't know. I just, I like the, the just keeping the natural game going and just, you know, having that last man that, you know, Last one standing here, first team to score kind of mentality going. Oh, you do like it? No, I hate the. Th- I, I'm not a fan of the 35. Oh, just play football. Okay. Oh, so you mean like have a kickoff kind of thing? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Off. Okay. Okay. Right on the field. If you I only get to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. go. Th- yeah. Would yeah, but that wouldn't have mattered in this game. What's that? Like if a Buffalo kicks off to Casey, Casey's still scoring from their twenty-five. Yeah, but then Casey's Casey still has to kick off to Buffalo, and Buffalo still gets the ball back. Oh, so there. you're still saying like both teams should have possession? Casey, Casey marches on the okay. field, scores a touchdown. Why doesn't Buffalo get? They have they still I, have to punt the ball off to, to Casey and let Casey go. We have their one chance to score. I, there. I like it. I like it. I th- I agree. I think that's I I'm okay with I I'm okay with the thirty-five. I don't mind the kickoff and play an actual quarter either and then if both teams score then it's whoever scores first after that wins i'd make it like eight minutes i still wouldn't do a full quarter even in the playoffs just shorten it just shorten it like what difference does it make though i know i think i kind of like what kevin said i think you'd have to make it i would do the uh, two-point conversion like yes you have to you have to go for the two-point conversion and each team gets one possession I think, I think my only problem with the time part of overtime is if you said, like, okay, we're playing an eight or ten minute overtime. That team that wins the coin flip and gets the ball is just going to play a really slow, not exciting yeah, run, run the ball, try to eat up eight and a half, nine minutes of clock here style. Um, football. But that's a and big like, risk in overtime, though. You know, like that's you know, a long like, drive just to stay. It is, like, but there's some teams that are pretty good at running a lot of time off the clock in the NFL. Like San Fran can do that very effectively. Like. Run an eight minute drive, like that's what they did against Green Bay that entire game, right? Like, yeah, so, so okay. that'd be my argument against that idea, but that's fair. Um, Bengals win their second game of these playoffs, their second playoff win in 30 <laughs> years. Uh, they upset the Titans. I, I'm not really surprised by that. I, no, I was, I, yeah, like I, I was, I had said last week that I could see the Bengals winning that game. Um, Honestly, nobody should have been surprised with any one of these teams beating any one of these teams. Like, I know yeah. you said three or oh, four. Oh, no, upsets, uh, Green Bay. Look at Green Bay losing is a shock. No, I don't yeah, really think so. It's pretty If you still look at how San Fran has been playing like that, Lambeau, that, but San Fran is that team of destiny. Like, if you've been watching San Fran play the last few weeks, no, like, no, the way they snuck no. into the playoffs. Jimmy Garoppolo, last man. Game now. They when you, got when you win, so lucky with Garoppolo, some of that guy's passes. That's what I'm Garoppolo's saying. Garbage. Team of Dynasty. There's always a team that's kind of getting a little bit lucky, kind of having those last second scores. San Fran's rolling in that right now. I we talk momentum and the kind of that just that pure luck. They're the team that they're the team that has it in spades in the league right now. I mean, <laughs> the Packers, their special teams failed them. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't play a great game. And I, I honestly think this is the worst loss of Aaron Rodgers' career. Like it's a it's a horrible loss. After everything, all the shit talk, him owning the Bears, they lose to San Fran for the fourth time. Like this is all stuff we've heard throughout the last couple of days. But Jimmy Garoppolo. You can't lose to him in Green Bay. It's it's no. fucking Lambo. His his stats in Lambo are unbelievable. Garoppolo's win loss percentage and all these weird little stats are pretty unbelievable. All in all, yeah, sure. Like, you want to look at a guy who's just like a weird anomaly who just like I can win games throwing for 150 yards and one touchdown and it's a lock away the win. 
Garoppolo does that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. He's, he's a weird anomaly. I'm not a big fan of his, but... Yeah, he weird. does it's, that, but that doesn't make me... That doesn't make it predictive to the, for the no, future. No, Green Bay was uh, I, I the think, heavy favorite in this game. I think he ran incredibly well to win that game, and watching that makes does not convince me he's going to do better in the like the destiny thing. I'm not buying it. I watched that guy play. He was fucking shit. Like, <laughs> I think <laughs> like, like it's a miracle they got out of that. And I it's if and heading into fight, the conference final, the NFC. Well, Cinderella. Like, I, I said they're the Cinderella team, and Cinderella sip are always blessed. So I'm not no. saying they're winning it at all. That's what <laughs> I said, but. They are that team right now. Like they're they're finding weird ways to win games. Yeah, I like their defense. I love Debo. I I love how they recognize that Debo is their best player by a mile. So in the playoffs, like fuck the running back, just put in Debo and let him do things. (laughs) He kind of got he got a little bit uh, dinged up there because that is tough for like a stand-up guy to be running in between the tackles multiple times a game like that, you're going to get... There's, but like, there's a reason he's the only wide receiver that's doing it in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. yeah. They do um, kind of match up well against the Rams, too. I'll say that. I think they would... I think they would get shredded. By, like, I think Kansas hey, here's the thing. fucking killed them like 60 to nothing. I, watched, I, I think I... If there's two teams that I watched religiously this year, it was the Rams and it's the Cowboys. And the one thing I tell you about the Rams, they're only like two Matt Stafford interceptions away from losing that game to San Francisco this weekend. Like that's that's how sad that's how that team's coming on all year. Like it's yeah, I think that's how that's how every game's probably going to come down to. But Matt Stafford's the type of guy that's going to put up 450 yards in a game. It doesn't matter. Garoppolo will be will if if he if he turns the ball all over twice and like gives him and they and Safrak gets four points with their defense off of that. No matter. Garoppolo yeah. can throw for Garoppolo can throw for one seventy five and one touchdown and they'll find a way to win that game. Like, yeah, but, it's just a weird. It's just weird, Damon. Yeah, but Garoppolo Garoppolo throws dusty passes into the like, Garoppolo is Brad Johnson right now. He doesn't have to do anything. He just doesn't have to turn the ball over. He yeah, but he's safe. not that type of quarterback, though. He's not that safe Brad Johnson type of quarterback. He fucking, like, you're right. Mike's so right. He, he's so lucky that he doesn't have a thousand more interceptions. Yeah, it's in an in spite of him situation. Not yeah. Like, there's a reason why San Fran's, like, on the fence of Jimmy Garoppolo here. They brought well, him they're in. Getting like, oh, they're getting rid of him. They're getting rid of him. He's not coming back next year. There's not right. a chance. <laughs> no, yeah. I wouldn't think so. Um, I'm just saying, he, there's just he's like Chris Osgood. There's just certain guys that are just weird. They just are just good, like that's good. for whatever reason they can just win games that they play in, even though they're really not doing much to help the cause. Like it's just he's just a weird anomaly that it can't, it's hard to explain. Uh, uh, the good. Rams they upset uh, the New England or the New the New England Patriots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that was a weird game too because they were up big. And then that was a weird Tom, Tom Brady got some breaks, and then they were back into it. And then they kicked the the go home field goal to win. Uh, it was it was a huge game. Um, is this it for Tom Brady? No. Do you think he comes back? Yeah, Tom Brady's. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady will want his ego stroked enough that he's like one of those guys that will announce his retirement at the beginning of the season, so he gets like he gets the, he <laughs> the gets all the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets a Lamborghini at every road game he goes on and stuff <laughs> like that. Like he'll he'll want that farewell tour. I'm I'm thinking. 
That's the rumor disgusting. Gis- Giselle's getting grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> like Giselle, he's literally won the lottery every day he wakes up next to Giselle. But, I don't think he's too far off, but I don't think this was the final year. I think there's a couple left in him yet. Well, we'll see. I don't. Um, I don't think like some people think he's gonna play for five, six years. I don't see that no. happening. But I think he's yeah. he's got two. I think he's got at least two in him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so next week we got the Chiefs, we got the Bengals, and we've got the Rams and the the 49ers. W- what do you got? Who are you guys picking? Well, Consensus I got is KC, Rams. KC over Cincinnati. Uh, over Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I like that game, but I I think it's it's two teams. I think are actually almost mirror each other a lot. Only KC is just the you know the top of the end line, and Cincinnati may just be the Econoline kind of version of it. You know, like they're just quite not quite there yet. You know, like yeah, they're a little, 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 little younger, a little less experienced. You know, it's. This could be a 40-30 game type idea, but I'm taking KC. Okay. Yeah. Brad, who you got in this game? I think KC takes it, but in my uh, I draft him in, I'm all in on uh, Cincy on this one. Really? I, yes. Game Had theory. 0 for 4 weekend last week, so <laughs> let's go all in on that. Yeah, KC yeah, takes it. And just uh, a- San Fran against the Rams. I was just gonna say though, just Rams. a juicy, juicy uh, matchup at quarterback in that one there with Burrow and uh, yeah. Mahomes going head to head. Like, yeah. let's talk I about think, juicy quarterback like, you got matchups. Mah- you get Mahomes and Allen gets a lot are getting a lot of attention this week, but Joe Burrow's gonna be in the you know over the next ten years. Joe Burrow's gonna be in that conversation too. Of probably like the well, Josh Allen and Mahomes. They're only like what four or five seasons into their careers, too. Yeah. Like it's insane. Well, Burrow's, but Burrow's in year two. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, Burrow's good. But, you know, if you look at this last decade, it was Brady, Manning, Breeze, and and uh, <laughs> and Rogers. Well, Burrow's is the third guy on that list of this new decade. I think that are coming up. So yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun watching those two young guns going at it there. Herbert yeah, could be Herbert. that fourth, absolutely. Oh man, oh, that KC Bills game was so good. Uh, yeah, I'm I've got uh, Rams as well. Kev, who you, you're taking Rams? I'm in with there? I'm with Rams. Yeah, I think so. I, I as as much as like I was saying, it comes down to Stafford and his ITs win. It's just been weird with the Rams. How it's just like it'll just come out of nowhere. It's just you know it'll just be they're playing great for four games, and then he's gonna have two games where it's just like young Stafford making dumb decisions. They're still there, but. Yeah. Rolling good right now, so I'm not gonna bank on. I'm not gonna say it's gonna happen. We'll just say they keep rolling. I'm taking the Rams winning by about 15. How about how yucky of a game would it be if it was Cincy and San Fran meeting in LA for the championship? The NFL <laughs> would cry. They wouldn't like it. No, no, it would. Uh, I mean, right now, I don't think they really care between Cincinnati and KC. If you look at market yes, size, those market size, I think those cities are both the same as far as like where they rank. Yeah, but Casey is like elite. Mahomes factor. Yes. Yeah. Casey's reach goes further. Like, I don't know like Cincinnati is the, they're, they're still right, the bundle. They're almost right there. I think they're very oh, close no, to no. each other. I was, I, no, no. Market size? Absolutely. They're market they're size. Yeah, but you're looking at it wrong. You're looking at it wrong. Cincinnati is so reach? far. Yeah. The Cincinnati is has been a terrible team for years. You could have the Cleveland Browns come out and be an effective and winning team. They would need 10 years of it to get anything because they've been such shit for so long. Cincinnati's in that. KC, they've got a championship. They went to a Super Bowl. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Their team has been successful. 
it, it's that doesn't, what you're that talking doesn't advertising matter? market shares and stuff like that it's the market size that's the big thing that matters people will tune into people well, will tune into the super bowl regardless they, they want those big market teams in there right yeah I, they want a big market team but they want their stars in there too but yeah. you just look at like how much casey is on in prime time during the regular season oh sure i'm not saying that but that's because it's moms yeah like if if casey was shit then you'd have an argument but they haven't been shit for a long time then they've been good so that's how i look at it but i could be wrong um the other piece of nfl news before we move on aaron Rodgers. he's out um, we had this conversation last week about Matt Ryan and his legitimacy as an above average to very good QB throughout his career. Um, this week, it's all about Joe Rogan's personal patient, Aaron Rodgers. And his, okay, so I'm going to preface this by saying Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl champ. Is he still in the conversation for greatest of all time? I don't know if he, he ever was. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Point Brad Carlson. <laughs> Should he be in that conversation still? Or has his, his has he legitimately taken a big hit because of losing this week and not getting it done when it needs to be done? No, well, he took know. a hit. He, he took a bit of a hit this week. Uh, well, okay. But go, go. I wouldn't say a huge hit. He's it's eleven in ten in the playoffs. Yeah, we are talking about a guy in the twilight of his career. You're not talking about a guy who's in his prime right now. He, you're talking about one bad game at the end of his career. So he, yes, he takes a bit of a hit on his legacy, but it's not. Yeah, like, but it's, it's not. not. Like this is not like the book of Aaron Rodgers was written on. You know, often will be written because of this game, this one game. Like no, no, no. Okay, I agree. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at it longer term though. He made he won his Super Bowl what in year four, like early in his career. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl since. He's 0-4 in the NFC Championship game since they made it and won the Super Bowl. Um, he's not, in my opinion, he's not even the best quarterback in Green Bay history. Oh, I well, Brett Favre has a history. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And he'd been to two Super Bowls as a Green Bay Packer. I know. Yeah, you need way more than, like, once you get to Brady amount, then I start listening to your merits based on how many Super Bowls you've won. Just because just because Brett Favre's been to I, one no, no, no. You don't Super take, Bowl, that doesn't, like... You don't take Aaron Rodgers. Like, but you don't... In every possible way, Aaron Rodgers is better than Brett Favre. Yeah, I, I, how does Aaron Rodgers get blamed for, like, the loss of Seattle where his team blew a 17-point lead with five minutes left. Like, that's yeah, that doesn't fall on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. That's that they didn't go to that Super Bowl. Sure. It doesn't fall on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder that they gave up 44 points versus, uh, was it 54. Atlanta? 54. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, like, or 35 or 37 versus, or versus uh, San Fran. Like, those things don't, it does, it's not his fault that his team couldn't deal, didn't, you know, knew that special teams were the biggest issue on their team all season long, and they did absolutely nothing to address it in the playoffs. It, like, absolutely kicked them in the ass, whether it was field position all game long or having a field goal blocked or a punt blocked that they scored seven from. Like, those are all things that are out of Aaron Rodgers' control. 
I wish there was at least like one example of of Aaron Rodgers fucking it fucking up and it involved the Bears. <laughs> Literally none. <laughs> like what do you mean? In <laughs> what context? Yeah, it's never been a ball like like, oh, they lost this big playoff game to the Bears, or they lost this big game to get in the playoffs to the Bears, and he played like like that doesn't well, exist. You just, so now, you like, like, okay. now, now I'll throw a question <laughs> your way, Damien, because I knew you threw this our way. Okay. Or my way. You're someone who's like hasn't had much luck in their lifetime with championships, right? As a fan. Sort right? Sorta. Right? Like, what's the last championship you like you celebrated? Yeah, exactly. Right. The Montreal Canadiens. So now <laughs> if I told you that the Chicago Bears could have had Aaron Rodgers and they would have had a Super Bowl and been in the playoffs for the past 15 years versus what the Bears have had, would you trade that? Yes, of course. There you go. But but <laughs> here's the thing. There's that argument that if Aaron Rodgers had been on the New England Patriots instead of Tom Brady, that he would have won more championships than Tom Brady. I don't know about that. The, the, the argument is there. People have talked about it. I totally disagree with that. Tom Brady, when it comes clutch time, wins. Wins. He just wins. Aaron Rodgers doesn't. And you can blame the defense. You can blame anybody. You can blame coaching. But 11 and 10 in the playoffs, his record at Lambeau in the playoffs is like, I think it's six and five or six and four in the regular season. He is all world, all world. The dude went 29 and uh, 29 and nine in the last three seasons. 29 and nine. That's unbelievable. And he can't get it done in the playoffs. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, uh, were the Packers number one overall seed in the NFC this year? Yes. They lost. It's the first time the number one NF, uh, number one team in the NFC hasn't made the NFC championship game ever in NFL history. What? Uh, I don't think that. The first time that the number one seed. I read that this morning on ESPN. You didn't have your copy before you read that. (laughs) You need a fact checker on this one. I'm throwing a flag on this one. Why is that so outrageous? It's only one game. But you're talking like, how many, what was Super Bowl they on? 50, what? 55. So you're saying 55 times the number one seed has never been beaten. Not yeah. in, in, not in a wild the conference. Like the, the number one seed wins the games. Has in been the, in the not, Super Bowl. Not in wild card weekend in the, I guess, conference cha- or not conference championship. The, the, the number one seed has never lost conference championship game. That's what you're saying. No, has never not made it to the conference championship game. Even that would shock me. Even that would shock me. Well. It is what it is. I'll double check that. Brad, can you fact check that for me? <laughs> yeah, I'll get on it right now. <laughs> Good job, Brad. You asshole. <laughs> anyway. I um, am. I am looking. Just no. give me a minute. Here's the thing. We talk about how great he is when he plays well. We're not going to talk about the fact that he's 11 and 10 in the playoffs. We're just going to throw it all under the team. Well, he complained about Mike. Ma- he he said Mike McCarthy was record. the issue. He said that, like Mike McCarthy was his, and then Mike McCarthy's not there anymore, and he still loses. 
Mike McCarthy did not help him. He was horrible. No. I agree. He's horrible. Mike McCarthy cost Dallas. He's a horrible coach. Yeah, he, he totally cost Dallas the playoff spot this year, too. I wouldn't uh, disagree with Aaron Rodgers on his Mike McCarthy assessment whatsoever. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to hop in here. Okay. Uh, just did a quick Google search here. Uh, Me too. See a headline. Both number one seeds losing divisional rounds. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Since, since 2010. Just And that's just so, both because the last – I see here, Cowboys 2016, they lost the divisional playoffs oh, game. They were the first seed. So it was just – they were saying both. First oh, game, yeah. both. My bad. That's right. Yeah. I apologize. My bad. Do better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, the Bears were one of those teams. I think it was. I think it was, was twenty. Since they lost to the Packers in the conference finals, and that was in Chicago. I think yes. To maybe put this Aaron Rodgers talk to rest, because I think you downplay him as a Bears fan. You absolutely hate him. I um, don't take away his talent as a quarterback. I think he's, he's phenomenal. I haven't looked at the list, but maybe the fairest way to assess Aaron Rodgers' career is he's probably the maybe the greatest super, maybe the greatest quarterback who only won one Super Bowl. Maybe that's a great, maybe that's Aaron Rodgers' spot. I guess I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't judge him based on what happened Saturday. If he had won the game by fifty points, or if he lost it by fifty points, no. one game I don't care about. No. There's a there's a lot more going on in the field than just saying what was Aaron Rodgers could or couldn't do there this past yeah. this past Saturday. Yeah. I'll just say eleven and ten in the playoffs. It's uh, bad. I'm, I'm glad that eleven eleven I know 11, me too. Eleven wins puts them eighth all time on the on the wins list for the in the NFL. So, I mean, yes, the ten sounds great, but Nature Boy Rick Flair also won the world title sixteen <laughs> times, which means he lost it fifteen times too, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. But he, but he at least he won the championship sixteen times. Aaron Rodgers only won it once. Um, let's, let's let's get into hockey real quick before we do stump the chump. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, they're breaking the mold. They hired Emily Castonguier as assistant GM. Is she the first female AGM in NHL history? I know I she is for Canucks. I don't think she was because they like. I was wondering that same question, but but they keep saying Canucks. Yeah, and I is I, I thought if like she was the first first, they would have been making it making more. That's what I thought too. First, like first in that position, so someone another team must have someone somewhere. I'm just not aware. I've never heard of it before. I haven't That's heard the of it. Thing. I'm wondering yeah. if it's like somewhere tucked in like Florida or something like that, like you know, like some <laughs> organization that you don't hear much about. You know, like that's just what I was wondering. That's fair. Um, awesome on Vancouver. She's she's very similar. Like she was in the in the talks for um, GM for Montreal, actually. And I, I think she would have been a, like she's basically her and Kent Hughes are the same mold. They're former player agents now in a management role with the franchises, and I think she brings a lot to the table, like Kent does for the Habs, where she can draw players. Um, and Vancouver is a, a, a desirable destination, like as far as a living place goes, right? It is not, not, it's not, not, not the cheapest place in the world to live. If you're I NHL don't think player. NHL players are concerned about that, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. Why? 
Have you ever seen the comparison of what a player makes in Toronto versus if they're playing in Dallas? It is astronomical. Like, how do you, you mean? You, if like you talking like, like taxes, taxes and all and things yeah. like that. Oh, it sure. Is, it is batshit crazy, man. If you're like a ten million dollar player, I'll just use ten million dollars as a round number. Sure. If you're making ten million dollars playing in Toronto, you're keeping about six, and if you're in, in you're in Texas, you're keeping all ten. Like it, it's like a forty percent difference. Okay, like it's a big, big. Difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's no different than in Montreal. Montreal's tax bracket is super high too, and it's hard to. It's, you, you it's have become to a major. It's become you know, a major advantage in in NHL and their salary cap yeah, too. With some okay. of those uh, states like Florida, where they have those taxes like that, like it's it's a major selling factor. Yeah, but Dallas doesn't bring in massive free agents to their place because Dallas is Dallas. <laughs> Like it's not. They still they still pay federal income taxes. It's just and no if, property, right? right? No, it's, it's they so they they don't pay the state income tax. They yeah. pay federal income tax. But when a state doesn't charge income tax, it's not like it's this uh, free tax haven that everyone will come and take advantage of of you for. They'll they'll tax you in other ways. So it, it just shows up in, in different ways. You know, you, you'll pay more for, you know, like uh, like a sales tax or, or whatever, if you know. Yeah, what yeah. But it's, it's still way more advantageous. Oh, yeah, right. yeah I People agree. make I tens agree. of millions a year because yes. who cares about if the, the sales tax and the bread is too much when you're... No, I know. Or, or like property taxes. <laughs> on their, on their multi-million dollar mansions, the property taxes, I'm sure, be a lot more in a yeah. state that doesn't have any state income taxes. Right. Like yeah, that a, would be more. Yeah, for it, it's more of a wash for sure for the average person. You know, yeah, I, I'm sure it does, uh, you know, be an advantage well, to the most of these sure. most of these guys that are playing in these cities, they ain't buying houses, they're leasing houses or whatever that they're in and stuff right. like that. So it's not that. Yeah, it's not still, that big of a deal, but like I said, yeah, still built into it. into rent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, more racism in hockey. The whole Jordan Subban thing in the EA, uh, ECHL. Jacob Panetta of the Jacksonville Iceman has he's been suspended down on it. Eh? What's that? He's like really d- doubling down. Like he's been on social big media time before we went out and like he's like throwing shot like evidence out of like i've done this other, a few other times to white players like he's yeah. trying to say like this wasn't i was doing the the fighting man gesture not like the, the, the flex gesture yeah he's he's really gone on the offense here which usually doesn't do a guy favors but no he is kind of showing the evidence of like i was doing this i'm it, it, it's a i just it okay really so motivated yeah, yeah, he's really putting it out there and making it hard to kind of <clears throat> disagree with what he's saying at this point. But here's the thing. You're you're playing a, a player and you're making this gesture to a black player. It doesn't matter that he's white or black. You're, you're making this gesture to a black, or it does matter, I should say. That if you have, this if you have zero racism in you, if, if you have zero racism in you, it, it, and it's, you, it's, it, you got to think on your toes, though. The, and it, but I'm saying is if you're not a racist person whatsoever, and you do do that fighting man gesture on a okay. regular basis, you're probably not thinking that that's like the monkey, like doing your monkey thing. Like he was like Subban took it as like, so I'm here's, just, I'm a little cautious with this one with Panetta. I don't, uh, here's the argument. I just that. think that he's a guy he gets railed on. You're right. Here's the argument on that. 
none of his players stuck up for him. And about four of Subban's players were trying to rip his head off. If it wasn't a racist gesture, and, and who knows, we don't know until this investigation is done and everything comes out and whatever the situation is. If your players aren't defending you, what does that say, though? Because that's a huge thing. Yeah, but if I, okay, but if I, uh, if he's my teammate. Yes. And you're Subban's teammate and he makes it, you, you, you think what you've seen is that he made that to the monkey gesture. And you yes. come grab me by the, grab me by the scuff of my shirt and say, right. well, he made the freaking monkey gesture at him. I'm going to stand down. I'm not going to. But in that moment, I really don't know what's going on. I'm just taking your word that this is what's going on. So I'm standing down and saying, okay, this is a racial thing. I'm not going to fight it. I'll let them deal with it. That's kind of maybe what was going on there. I'm not trying to defend this at all too much. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. You're playing devil's advocate on it. I got, I got you. Um, I think I, here's the thing. Subban took it as a racial gesture. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be sensitive to the fact that that's what happened with Subban. It doesn't matter if you don't have a racist bone in your body. Instead of doubling down and showing evidence, just apologize and be like, I apologize. Did he? Okay, yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. He's, his social media. He, he did like, apologize. He's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been apologizing and like, he, he's trying to do like, I don't know what Subban or uh, the brothers have said anything on Twitter no afterwards, but he is definitely trying to, like, here's the evidence. Like, this is just a regular gesture that I made to make to all hockey players. This isn't a I made a monkey gesture. Like, he's really... Yeah, so I... Like I said, the other one that happened the night before, pure on racism, pure garbage, no need yes. for that shit. But right. this, the Panetta one, I'm... Like I said, I don't want to throw that kid totally under the bus yet on this one. Kind of okay. reminds me of the time when Bubba Wallace had a noose tied in his uh, NASCAR yeah. garage, but it and turned then, out not to be a noose. Well, no, it, it was, it but was it wasn't. Wasn't it? It, it, was, it, it was wasn't it? set up for Bubba Wallace. It was their previous, you know, in like last year, and then he just happened to get that garage where a noose was set up. It wasn't. It wasn't a racial th- uh, thing specifically geared towards bubble walls is what i'm saying yeah yeah all i know all i'm saying is you have to be sensitive to what pk or not pk uh jordan suban i think yeah malcolm no malcolm's goalie in the nhl uh you have to be sensitive to suban and and how he construed it so that's the only thing and i think i think it's it's a gesture that I don't know. Maybe you just leave out. You just just leave it leave it alone because if you have players that are going to take it that way, you just got to get rid of it. And that brings me to that second suspension that you talk about: the San Jose Barracuda player who was suspended thirty games. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but when it comes to this racism situation, it it has to be zero tolerance for like for it to be effective. I think 30-game suspension, it's huge. You look at that number and you go, wow, that's massive. But these are these are all people that are playing sport privileged. Um, if you want to get rid of this racism, if you want to actually make that impact, you've got to start setting some examples 
Is 30 games enough, do you think? Or is it zero tolerance? Just don't be a shitty human being. You're gone. Thoughts, Brad? I didn't. I didn't see the. No, no. It, I'm just meaning in general. I mean okay. in general. It does you don't have to associate it with the Barracuda player? Yeah, you're asking if the 30 games is enough for any enough. type of racial situation, insensitivity, words, uh, gestures, anything like that. Like, is it just zero tolerance, or like, is it a case per case basis? What do you think? I don't know. It's obviously no any sort of racism in no place in today's society. Right. Uh, it's got no place in any game. And if, if, if someone's, you know, saying and intentionally doing something racist, yeah, throw the book at him. Kev. I, I don't care. I don't know. I think this idea that, you know, like lifetime bans and stuff like that, like, I think especially when you're dealing with, you know, kids and stuff like that. Like you have to leave a little bit of room for a person to become a better person and, you know, have something to go back to. Like, I don't necessarily think that, you know, in this situation, like the Panetta situation, like if everyone got what they wanted immediately when they got it, this kid's life's over and like, right. In an instant. Right. And I don't know. It's, I think the penalties have to be stiff and they have to be severe, but I don't necessarily agree with the, you make one gesture, you say one thing in the spur of the moment that you didn't mean, and your life is wow. immediately over. Like, I mean, let's the, face the, it, the like, hockey can, get be a right heated, hockey can be a very, very heated sport with very, very tense situations on the ice. And, like, a lot of I these can't adults see are any... used to, you know, like, I don't know. It's it's tough. I it's, it, the, adult, the, the, the adults definitely stricter on them, the kids. I don't know. It's... Yeah, but like when I we said, say it needs kids, to be stringent, it needs to be tough. Like when but, we say kids, we're talking like 17, 18, 19 year old kids. Like who told like professional careers ahead of them, yeah. But that's but what like I, that's but what they're, I'd be referring to. But they're already molded to to an extent. If you're dropping N bombs in a hockey game at 17, 18 to 19, you're racist. Like there is no but, oh he made a mistake. So what, yeah. And obviously that's uh, that's that's the most extreme. I don't know. I'm just I'm situation. Not of, I'm just not a fan of just writing people off. I think you got, there's you got to give people people room for growth. You got to give second chances. People who earn second chances, they don't deserve to have second chances just handed to them. But in, I don't in believe in this. You sports? Make, I don't believe in this. You make one mistake and your whole entire life should be over. Either like there's there's got to be a little bit of wiggle room to get back. I think. I no, know. I agree with that. I think that uh, for kids and stuff like I think that 30 days sounds about appropriate I don't know the details either but I would and I don't know how this would work in pros especially with unions and stuff but I would say make it indefinite but then say after 30 games you have to apply yeah you have to apply you have to talk to the league or talk to some kind of board and have you shown contrition do you really are you really sorry yeah or are you just going through the motions type thing you, and then you can easily let prove them in or not. Yeah. yeah, you can easily prove whether you're you're trying to correct your wrongs and become a better person, blah blah blah. You yeah. know, but if you just take your 30 game suspension and make it a holiday, you know, yeah, like that's what easy to prove too. to this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Team Canada announced the roster for the Olympics today. <laughs> Did you guys see the roster? Yeah. <laughs> Some big names. Did, did one of us David Deschardins. Yeah. <laughs> The best I, comment I heard is it looks like they have some holes on the forwards, the defense, and the goalies. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, – I saw I saw a tweet from – somebody had retweeted Don Cherry. <laughs> oh, no. It's actually kind of funny because all it says – I think I should look for it. Uh, all it says like is – yeah, no kidding. It just said something about like, oh yeah, uh, the stars aren't on this team, but we just need to get behind them and support them. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say. David DeHarnay made the team. (laughs) Like David DeHarnay hasn't been in the league for years, and he's 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 in the K, wasn't he? He's one of the guys that was there. Where's Dale Weiss? Why isn't the Dutch Gretzky playing? What about you, the right. guy from your neck woods there that used to play for the Jets that was injured the year he played for the Jets and he was just Eric Fair? Yes, Eric. Yeah, Fair. he's playing overseas and so it's oh he might yeah. not be there now actually. No, I he think sounds he's like not. somebody that would be on the team. I don't yeah. think he played it over a year. No, he played I last think... year. He played last he? season. Yeah, yeah, he did. There's some CHL players included in that as well. I think uh, yeah, um, McTavish, Owen, Owen Powers, Owen Powers another one was on yeah, the team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, Ed Pasquale, he's uh, he's starting goaltender, I guess. Justin Pogi is on the uh, taxi squad. <laughs> nice. He's old as shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, love this piece of karma. Uh, Brad, you'll appreciate this. Justin Falk of the uh, St. Louis Blues oh, said yeah. in an interview that uh, he's not looking forward to going to Canada on this road trip that the Blues will be on. Quote, I'm not looking forward to going to Canada one bit but we'll play some hockey games and get over it. Uh, he was referencing the COVID situation up uh, north, <laughs> completely ignoring that the U.S. is a tire fire right now. Yeah. And uh, they get uh, spanked by the Flames 7-1. <laughs> and the best part about it is the Flames social media, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. see why the, the Blues wanted to get out of Canada quickly. I know <laughs> I don't uh, doubt awesome. though for a second that he's the only player who thinks that way right oh, now. Oh, for sure. Boy, he probably, he's the, he's he's the probably, only player that's voiced he it. He spoke up, I, but I'm pretty sure probably any player who plays on American team doesn't like coming through Canada with no fans right now. Like It just must suck having to go back into that atmosphere if you're not having to, you know, go from playing in front of 20,000 in your home barn to go and play in front of 250 in Winnipeg tonight. Like, Yeah. I can see so, why players don't necessarily enjoy that as much. I'm I'm bitter, Betty, because uh, my company has has taken away my Habs tickets from from March the first. Oh, we're not going to be going to the games. I'm like, what do you mean? You're like you're saving all of the tickets now for for the uh, the uppers so that they can go to all the games because our seats are in 100. Pretty sure where we're where, where we're sitting, they're allowing fans. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, fuck, come on, man. So the Flames and Oilers, it looks like they're at about 50% capacity. Yes. So the Jets are virtually zero. They're 250 tonight, yeah. Yeah, which is, yeah, zero. Zero, yeah. Uh, Leafs and Sens, were they at? Uh, they are. Similar thing. Were they not at 50%? Uh, I didn't watch hockey this them this weekend, but. I thought that they had announced it was 50%. I could be wrong. Okay. What are the Habs at? Oh, the Habs are at, uh, I think they might be at 252. 
like there was because Quebec is just there's like curfews in Quebec again and everything. They'll Quebec and Ontario are both expected to announce uh, Uh, restrictions. There are restrictions that are going to start being lifted next week, so I'd expect both those. So where I'm going to advance there. Where I'm going with this is the fact that Canadian buildings (laughs) at 50 percent will have a hell of a lot better atmosphere than a lot of arenas down in the U.S. I'll tell you that much. Yes. Yeah. Well, so last season so in the playoffs, if, Montreal had 2,500 and it sounded like 20,000 20, people. Yeah. So that that's just okay. Like, uh, was it the arenas with literally zero people in there? Yeah. Or you just, you know. Oh, it's all dollars and cents. It's an American shitting on Canada. That's all. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Oh, but your, your, your point there, yeah. With them, I think, yeah, yeah it's, it's probably the just issue? an atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And then last thing I have for hockey, Keith Yandel breaks an NHL record tonight oh, by playing in his 965th game. Before you just go into Yandel, I will say Falk probably does have a valid excuse because St. Louis does actually have good fans. As much as I hate to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah you sure they do. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a very lively building. Uh, yeah, Keith Yandel breaks the NHL all-time Ironman record uh, by playing in his 965th consecutive crazy, game. crazy, eh? That makes me feel wow. old. Like right. I remember, I remember drafting that guy as a rookie in fantasy hockey. Like <laughs> it's like this is like I'm, yeah. Doug Jarvis is uh, he held that uh, that record for thirty years. I That's pretty sick. That Pat Marlowe took a run at it recently as well, but he uh, obviously got hurt and yeah, I, I don't think know he stalled out like nine ten or so. But he was close. What stopped Marlowe? Joel Quinville almost fucked Yandel too. By the way. Last season, remember, he was going to scratch him. He's going to scratch him and people shit on him. A whole bunch of people said, no, 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 no. Yeah. Let's not do that. And it's not like he was playing terrible either. Rick Patino. It was opening night, wasn't it? Yes, I Uh, think so. Maybe that was it. I think it was opening night and Yandel just had had a shit camp and Grenville's trying to send a message and Mm. ownership had to kind of step in and say, uh, we'll, (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll send that message a different way. Joel Quinville, piece of shit. All right, uh, do we we want to get into stump the chump real quick because this one's going long? So, uh, Mikey, yeah, you ready for it? Sure. You ready for this? Me and Brad, Brad's the champ, yeah, yeah. When the challenger, I, sh- I shall yeah. take the first set of questions, please. And I'll oh, go sorry, no, questions. I'll go first. I'll go first. Sorry, okay. that's it. And I'll take, <laughs> okay. I'll take just, questions B. I'm just watching TSN okay. right now, they've got like a best of one right now. There's nothing better than highlights of fat guys on the golf course falling into water. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's so sage that everything half the time. It, yeah, it's, it's totally sage every time. Every time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Rest in peace, Bob Saget, Blue, uh, America's funniest home video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's right. <laughs> They're throwing the those out throughout the month of January. Just big, big Bob Saget uh, memorials on America's home uh, videos. What arena was it? One of the hockey arenas. Uh, it's down in the States somewhere, but anyway, I can't I won't remember which team it was, but they were playing the night over the next night after Betty White had passed. Uh-oh. And in between every whistle, they were showing girl uh, golden girl highlights. I thought that, was, <laughs> that was very cool. I was like, that would be awesome to be in the game. That like, is hilarious. With her passing, it's like almost like she's gonna be like a bigger celebrity again than she ever was almost in like 
you start seeing some of these golden girl clips and it's like that show is actually freaking hilarious. I forgot how Go- funny that show it was. It is funny. Because like, I'm too young to really catch on to most of the stuff I'm seeing now. It's like, I'm going to have to go back and watch Golden Girls. Maybe. My grandma used to watch that show all the time. And I hate, I like, as a kid, I was furious. because oh, yeah, it'd, be, it'd be Golden Girls and then the news. But then I'd find myself like, we, we have no choice. So I'd be watching Golden Girls. And I enjoyed it as a little kid. I was like, ah, oh, these yeah, girls was, are so funny. That was my- that golden girls was my mom's stupid show that she watched i, I loved that Sophia. as a young kid but now it's like Sophia was so yeah. funny but yeah Sophia now it's not take anything no didn't no make any of that business no nope. blanche <laughs> was a big horror and then dorothy was just like the angry one rose was stupid uh, uh, Sophia came to my grandma's home in like 1992 or three and had a little. They like hired her to come to the home and do it. Wow! Chat. Like a, really? <laughs> wow! Yeah, awesome. In Winnipeg, Estelle Getty, yeah, the Wolsey wow. in Winnipeg. Yeah. You know what's hilarious about Estelle Getty? She was younger than uh, Bay Arthur. Yeah, she yeah. Was like a they couple made, of years, and she played her mom. <laughs> yeah, they made made her up a bunch. So funny. That's, that's that Disney that Plus. Go watch. Uh, I just Girls watched uh, like a, a highlight clip of like her doing all of the, like her Golden Girls like four stories from the old folks' home. So your grandma <laughs> would have had a great time probably in that oh, show. It, she oh. would have been hilarious. Yeah, it would have been unreal. This is that's this great. segment's going to be pure Golden Girls trivia from now on. Hurting <laughs> 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 next week. Brad, Brad, and Damon are going to be uh, Kev are going to be watching tons of Golden Girls. Yeah. yeah, thank you for we'll being a friend. All right, let's do this. All right, Damon, you're up first with the second. No, 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 away. Brad's up. No, first. no, I sorry, I, I messed up. Yeah, I'm up. You're first, first. with the and third Damon. Yeah, I have seconds set of this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Brad. First category: geography. Okay. <laughs> Most of Libya is covered by what desert? Ah. Uh, I I don't think it is, but the Sahara. The Sahara is correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I okay, okay. Good. 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 One for one. He's got I, it. I, I didn't think it stretched that far east. Yeah, you know your but, African yeah. deserts better than you think. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or right. is it just desert? <laughs> just yeah. Desert. I was just gonna say, I can you name a second, Brad? No, I, <laughs> I had to figure out which one was the, when I wrote it down here. I had to, I put two S's first <laughs> instead of just the one. Yeah, so I did have oh, an yeah, S. Yeah. Um, all right, question number two topical. Uh, who won the first Royal Rumble? Professional wrestling. This is a category in case you didn't notice. Is this the first yes, televised yes. rumble or the first like first first is it, rumble? It is the first, first pay-per-view. Yeah. Royal Rumble. First Royal Rumble, yeah. like nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Savage. Incorrect. Good guess. It's gotta be Hogan. Hogan? Incorrect. Is it Andre? Yeah. Kevin? Keep going. Keep guessing. Keep throwing names up. I think it's Andre. No. Oh, Kev knows. Ricky Steamboat. No, it's not. Axa? Axa. 
Oh yeah, yeah that's right. I forgot about because that. Because yeah. winner, winner of the Royal Rumble gets a shot at the champ. Oh, not at the at time. WrestleMania. But, not at the yeah, time. But the first, yeah, yeah the first few that, that oh. hadn't started yet. So yeah, was, they were able to like have Hacksaw win it. Yeah. That's why I didn't say Hogan. Because I, I, I would assume Hogan was the champ. Yeah. Yeah. It was like you mid. Know. Yeah. It was like mid '90s before they did that. It was ninety. Oh, okay. Ninety-three was the first because Flair was ninety-two, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the Rumble. After and it was that, just vacant, and he just won. Yeah. All right, one for two. Good chance. All right. Uh, Damon's boyfriend and uh, unfortunately not future GM of the. Of the Montreal Canadiens, Patrick Waugh uh, is number one out of all 90s goalies for games one. Name either the second or the third 1990s games one goaltenders in each You only need one? Only need one of the two. Either the second or third most. Uh, I don't think it's Broder. Um, Ed Belfer. Correct. Bonus points I, for uh, the other one. Not really, but was the other one Broder? Nope. No, no. That's I, those were my two guesses. I knew Belfer. Yeah, I think Broder started a little. Belfer was second. Yeah, I knew Belfer, but who's the third? Mike Richter. Nope, he's fourth. Fourth. Cujo is third. Cujo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Damon knew it. Oh, Damon's muted, so. He's muted. I don't know who he's hey, talking Hey, I'm you. muted. I did say Cujo. Oh, did okay. you? Yeah. <laughs> You're like pointing at yourself. I'm like, cool. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he's been losing his mind for a few minutes just with his mic. I'm like, I'm winning. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, Brad, with a solid showing two for three, right, well done. Yeah. I got to run yeah. the gauntlet here. Okay. Damon. Geography. Super. <laughs> what island country is 250 miles east of Mozambique? What country is 250 miles east of Mozambique? Yeah, it's an island. Island nation. Uh, I think I know. Mozambique. Indian Ocean. Your hint? Island country. Is it Madagascar? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. And Sri Lanka is the island country off of India. Three. They're, yeah. they're kind of parallel. Well done. The, right. only re- the only reason I would have had a chance at that would have been because of the Rift sport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think <Right>. so. <laughs> good. Okay. Question number two NFL. Tom Brady has the most, not, unsurprisingly, has the most passing yards. In NFL playoff history, who has yes. the second most? I'm big on my second most. Today. Yeah, who has the second most in NFL history? Tom is like way, way more. I think it's. Oh, I don't remember looking. It was roughly double playoff history. It's, it's not. Yeah, I, I was looking at this list earlier. It's not even close. Yeah, it's more than double. Yeah, which is pretty obvious. Like it's like it's like yeah. eleven thousand and then five thousand four hundred or something like that. It's yeah. Yeah. Mm. How, how could he not? 
Oh, it's got to be modern era, like within the last 15 years. I'm going to say, uh, is it obvious? Shit, is it, is it Aaron Rodgers? Incorrect. Uh, he is up there. Anyone else? Forget? He's like, fi- he was fifth, I think. I remember it. Montana's on that. Montana's on that list somewhere, right? He was. My guess is uh, his predecessor, Favre. Avery. No, Peyton Manning. Oh fuck! See, I was like, is it obvious? Fuck. Peyton was my answer too. God damn it. Yeah, so it is somewhat obvious. Ah. Okay. Pressure's on you, Damon. Yeah. Go to the second question. I do well with pressure because of my bidet. <laughs> Kev just gives me the eyes. We're going back to the Royal Rumble for the last question. Oh boy. What veteran wrestler had the longest Royal Rumble run of the 1990s? What vet wrestler had, the, like, he was in like consecutive Rumbles? No. What veteran what? wrestler? Had the longest Royal who he has spent the longest in the Royal Rumble. So he had the longest run in the Royal Rumble out of anybody of the whole 1990s. In in this one Royal Rumble, spent the most minutes out of anybody else. Fuck, this is this is a trick question, isn't it? The time, by the way, one hour, one minute. Ric Flair. Incorrect. Brad holds the title. I guess. Who Boy was it? Shawn Michaels. Incorrect. No, that would have been that would have been dirty. He wouldn't have been considered a veteran. Oh no! And, and when Who? Michaels went clock to clock, they were doing like minute and a half intervals too. They were doing the full twos. Yeah, I hated. They've always kind of played with it. Well, it's always yeah. it's never yeah. been full two two minutes going. Uh, yeah. In the nineties, longest time. Is it Rick Martel? No, he was up there. Uh, Bob Backlund. Backlund. Yeah, ninety-four wow. Rumble. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's so bad. You see, that's so I love Bob yeah. I told as soon as he said that, I was like, "That's right, he had that one." Brad, we just go. Like fuck that. Ugh, what what is the meaning of this intrusion? <laughs> what a <laughs> shitty question. <laughs> Why well, was a shitty question? <laughs> I loved his run when he came back. Chicken wing deadly. Running for president. Yeah, Owen Hart was helping him there for a while. Was it was that when Jim Cornette was was that a separate time? That was Yokozuna and Cornette and Owen yeah. Hart, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who holds the longest time? I think the longest time ever is Daniel Bryan. Incorrect. It's Triple H. <laughs> well, it depends. Really? If 69 minutes. Uh, well, that doesn't include that one uh, in Saudi Arabia then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was that a Royal Rumble? They called it a Royal Rumble. In the but but it wasn't like, the Royal Rumble. It was a battle royal. No, they no. called it Royal Rumble. It was Did they Rumble. really? Yeah. Yeah, it was Some longer list. than it was longer yeah. than an actual Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was 50 men, and they uh, oh, he went, okay. uh, and Daniel Bryan went 80, just 81 or 82 minutes in it. Like, he went, yeah, he went crazy. It was right after he'd come back. So yeah. 
Some bitch. Makes me sad. That was his last trip to the kingdom. Well, congrats, Brad, our winner. Two weeks running. Thanks, my friend. That's oh, back-to-back yeah. championships, uh, uh, Kev. You don't know that's that. Right. That's right. Uh, it's, it's a legit back-to-back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a defended title right there. Yeah. Big time. Kev gets a chance <laughs> to take it back next week right here on the High Wide Podcast. That'll do it for us. Uh, Mike, where can we find you on social media? Buddy Man 222 Instagrams. Big Kev? Uh, Big Kev HW Fantasy on uh, Twitter. Mr. Brad Carlson? I'm at bcarl607 on the Twitter machine and Instagram. And you can find me, Damon Perrault. That is DSO67. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, uh, the podcast you can find at uh, High and Wide Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week right here on the High and Wide Podcast. Peace out, boys. Yeah, peace out, boys.